wait, I can make money off the clothes in my own closet? Sign me up. Hi, my name is Christina Dean, and welcome to my podcast, Poshing Together. I am the owner of Seedings Closet on Poshmark and Instagram. I've been a reseller for a year, created an Instagram account to market my small business, and connect with other entrepreneurs on how to grow and level up in the community. Here, I will be sharing all the tips and tricks every other week that I have learned along the way when it comes to making sales, marketing your business, and interviewing other resellers with their own skill sets to share. This will all be to bring you a beginner-friendly guide to reselling, either as a part-time or full-time gig. Hi friends, it's time for a quick break. What I wanted to chat with you about that I am so excited for is my friend Ashley's new ebook that is called the Posh Starter Guide. So if you are a newer reseller or you are someone that's been trying a few different things but really wanting to dig in to what works to be successful on Poshmark specifically, this ebook is just for you. And I have a coupon for $10 off for you if you're interested. Use code CDEANS10 when you're checking out. I'll link it in the show notes. And again, that is code CDEANS10. C-D-U-E-H-N-S-1-0. Thanks. So the past few interview episodes have been very specific. They've been about insights, about growing your business in Poshmark, or they've been about really diving deep into luxury or just really specific pieces about reselling. And today's interview is actually going to shift in a different direction. When it comes to growth or reselling, a side hustle, whatever you want to call it, the question that always sticks in my mind is, is this giving me joy? And how do you balance reselling if you are a part-time reseller? And luckily today, we get to chat with one of my incredible friends who's been reselling for four years, balances a full-time job, and we're just going to have a conversation about all the things, her journey, how do you find joy in what you do, how do you find balance, and here is Kelsey. Would you please tell us about yourself? Hi, thanks for having me on here. I know we've talked personally, but I'm excited to share with everyone else about my journey, and it's a fun excuse for a hat. So cheers to that. Um, I have been reselling for over four years now. I would say two years intentionally, though. Um, I did start with my own closet and posting items because I had this great idea of being a minimalist and starting a capsule wardrobe. And if you don't know what that is, you basically have a small amount of pieces you mix and match together. And it's like 10 to 15 pieces in your closet. So um, shortly after that, my husband and I bought a house and he turned a bedroom into a walk-in closet. So (laughs) my minimalism kind of went out the window. Hence... uh, if I don't know if you shared my Instagram handle is not a capsule. And that's kind of where it came from. Um, And then I have a full time job working as a director at a nonprofit and then work part time as a video producer as well. So it is a lot of balancing, but 
you know, when one sale hits for reselling, it becomes super addicting. <laughs> um, so true. Yeah. So true. Oh, I love that. I love how you casually started and then you really have dove in or you dived in. And I just think it's been such a fun, like it's been so fun to watch your journey. Yeah. I personally enjoyed that so much. And I know we got connected on Instagram and I know for any listeners, I will link Kelsey's Instagram handle in the show notes as well. So you can follow her because I'm not even kidding. She's one of my favorite people to follow because she's so entertaining. Like they're reselling tips, but like you guys just have to go check her out. Like you can't make it up. It's just so entertaining. A lot of um, random content. That's for sure. <laughs> which I think is okay. Like I love seeing just who people are. And I think you've really done a great job of sharing like, yes, here's a bit about reselling, but here's who I am as a person too. And I think that's really enjoyable. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. So you mentioned that not only do you have a full-time job in the nonprofit world, but you're also doing videography. Like you are balancing a hundred things. And can you tell us more, just how do you balance a full-time job? How do you balance that with reselling? How do you find joy in what you do, especially considering you've done this beyond just three months or a year? Mm -hmm. You've been at this for a while. Like, how do you find the stamina? Like, how do you do all that to keep going? I'd just personally love to hear more because I feel like you do a really good job at this. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been a learning process. I feel like I didn't do it well. And if anyone listening has actually followed me, they've probably seen that I've been uh, an emotional roller coaster in my (laughs) reselling journey. So um, yeah, I've learned a lot. And I think um, when I look back on when I actually joined the reselling community on Instagram, I started to have this underlying need to actually keep up at everyone else's pace. I went from it being a casual hobby to feeling like, oh my gosh, I should be doing all these things everyone's doing. And um, I wasn't even looking at their story. I was comparing myself to people who were full-time. And so um, I just kept thinking, oh, I need to be buying the same brands or market myself the same and so on. So um, I I think what happened is I realized I used to do that little reseller happy dance. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. after a sale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even after like one small sale, I would do my little happy dance. And I just started realizing that I wasn't doing that same thing. Like it never was enough um, because I kept wanting to increase my business at the snap of a finger. And I always say comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And I really really felt felt like that happened once I joined Instagram and saw what everyone was doing. Um, But yeah, so something that helped me was coming to terms with the fact that people buy from people and it takes time to build a brand. So it takes time for people to get to know you, who you are, what you're about, and actually trust um, this person in a virtual land. So um, I feel like that was my biggest thing for learning how to balance it was recognizing that somebody is buying from me as a person and not necessarily all the things I'm doing. So I thought if this is going to be sustainable, I better have some fun doing this. And that's when I um, made the shift and within the last year. Yeah, I think that's incredible. I think maybe that is why I love following you so much is that you just really show more bits about your life and Mm -hmm. I just think I mean the internet can be so isolating and you're right like finding 
other resellers and Instagram is really fun, but it, you can start comparing yourself and you can see the stacks or you can see the brands or you can see the success and be like, Oh, like I haven't had sales in like a week or um, totally like you can just feel so robbed of that joy. And exactly. so I think you have such a valid point that like people do buy from people. I think it's important to share bits about yourself mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've enjoyed it so much more too. Like, I think that's, I mean, what I've gathered in our conversations just personally that you have found more happiness in what you're doing. Totally. I, once I decided that in my head and shifted it, um, I decided I want this to be personable. So I started showing my face more, um, as much as I can, because I know that's what I appreciate on other people's accounts, showing behind the scenes, my struggles. And then even, yeah, like you said, what hobbies I'm passionate about outside of reselling. Um, and I was, I think initially always worried people would complain that I'm not sharing valuable mm. content. And I was like, oh, no, if I'm not sharing valuable content, people aren't going to be interested. And, you know, even just making friendships. And I feel like it's the complete opposite. I connect most with people on Instagram that I'm like, I love that wine or talking about some TV show we both like or a funny story Mm -hmm. they shared. Um, So when I shifted, I was like, who the heck cares? I am going to share what brings me joy. And if you want information, there's so many people out there that do a really good job of sharing reselling tips. That is so true. And I think, like, I think the beauty of it is there's room for everyone. You can kind of pick what you want to do and how much you want to focus in on the content. But you're right. Seeing people's faces is really nice. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's something I've definitely been trying to work on more. Um, which can be hard. Like you have to, you know, you have to figure out all the ways to position the right selfie and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But it's such a good mind shift to be like, you know what, this is what I'm going to present. You want to be along for the ride, you go for it. And if not, like, I'm not for you. And that's okay. Yeah, I think about when I first like you were one of the first people that I connected with. And it was because of the snow. (laughs) We both live somewhere cold. And I'm like, I feel you. And I am so glad that that like broke through the noise because often when you're on like a growth mindset, for example, like when you're wanting to just like, I want to grow in followers or whatever it like, you might get random messages from a lot of random people, but that isn't really intentional. Like if you get one message from like a hundred people, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's just completely random about one thing or like you and I, if we connect about something little like the snow, which is treacherous, but (laughs) Like, and then we talk about something else and then we talk about something else. And for me, I've literally loved the friends I've made. Like I, I'm happy if I've made three friends and only those three people like my content. Like that to me is so much more joy giving than having a hundred random people message me once and never talk to me again. Yeah. Yeah. You feel the difference of friendship and not, no matter how many followers you have, I feel like people can recognize those who just want to have a relationship and, that's something that I had to let die is I could care less about how many followers I have as long as I'm putting out content that entertains myself, quite honestly. And I think that is what, I don't know, I think that's what I love seeing. That's the community I like being involved in. So I'm thankful. I'm glad you do it. Like, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Um, then I want to chat about this. So you've joked with me about being a quote unquote average reseller. And 
I am curious, like, can you elaborate more on what you mean by that? I think it ties into what you said about how there's content out there for people that are looking for tips, but like, this is my favorite. So I want you to share more about it. Yes. I've joked about this with a couple people of just, I actually don't really care about getting beyond the average reseller. And um, I think I've just come to terms with being really content at the pace I'm at. Um, I finally made it to a place where I feel like it's great additional income for me. And in order to to balance the rest of my life, I need to know what I can handle. And so because of that, I've made the decision and I've shared this on my page that I've made the decision this year to spend more time with my family and just get outdoors more. And Mm -hmm. so when I increase my time in reselling, I actually lose the joy in it. And I feel like I become this inventory manager and shipping warehouse Mm. and I'm like in over my head instead of getting excited about it. So I just always say I will happily teach people how to be an average reseller and you can make good money and enjoy it without constantly feeling tied to your phone or to your inventory. Oh, that is the tip. That's what I need, especially as like school year is coming. Like for me as a teacher, as that is looming, um, jumping back into a full-time job. That is what I'm really going to have to figure out. Like, how do you do this a bit, do this low key, but you don't lose out on that family time. Like you're right. Like I want to hang out with my husband. I don't want to come home from teaching and be like, I have to check on Instagram and then I have to check on Poshmark. And then I have to check Like, yeah, I, I need to find a balance. And that is something I've been trying to do this past month and I'll get, I'll figure out an yeah. answer eventually. But, um, I mean, what tips, like, how do you make that leap or how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you figure out, is it like time boundaries or what have you had to do to really be able to live that out? Honestly, I think, well, our family's motto is people over projects. And I Mm. think for me, that's just such a core value, like never lose sight of your core values. And if you don't know what they are, take some time to figure it out because If you're anywhere in the business world, you know you cannot have a good business unless you have your core values and foundation. And so for me, I think that decision is just easy. The moment I'm turning people away to make some extra money, and for me, it's extra. So this is probably different if this is a full-time job for a living. But for me, it is extra. And um, yeah, I think just being okay pivoting to something else depending on what you need, I feel like. I'm known for my sporadic weeks of one week I'm selling really low inventory boxes for resellers. And then the next week I'm posting $300 items. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I think I've just been able to be okay with changing it up week to week based on what I need at that time. I love that. And I think that is a good point. Like you are speaking from the mindset of someone who is part-time and I've definitely shared, or I've, I mean, I've had interviews with people who are full-time. So like, if this isn't what you're looking for, this might not be for you. But I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying this out, like a hobby or part-time and maybe get intimidated when it's like, you. it feels like you're taking, what's the saying? You bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. Or like you're taking on too much and you constantly feel behind and that shame and that pressure, like, that sucks. That does not make you want to enjoy this. That does not make you enjoy reselling. So that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I need Kelsey on my podcast because I love the balance you have. I think it's very admirable. And 
I mean, like you keep, like I keep saying, it makes you happy. And that's yeah. kind of all that matters in this. Like, yes, the money is good. The side income is good. But if you hate what you're doing, you're not going to do it well. Exactly. And people feel it. I think people can really tell if you're enjoying it and you want to buy from people that are excited and into it. And so mm-hmm. I think more than anything, when I shared my heart, like, when was it? Uh, maybe a month or two ago when I did all of those really low cost inventory boxes, I came vulnerably, wow, vulnerably online and shared that I'm overwhelmed. And the amount of support that people gave me and purchased from me was shocking. I was like, this is kind of embarrassing how behind I am. And instead it had the opposite effect just because I shared where I was at. People really supported me. And I think that's what is so sweet about this community. Like you really can find, I like to call them coworkers. Like you Mm -hmm. can find incredible support and incredible people in this community you just got to find your people yeah that's so sweet that people came around you in that time yeah and then I bet I bet it made you more excited to be vulnerable again in the future for sure I feel like it was a reset of Mm. just starting over and now I have sat down and re-strategized what I'm going to do and how I can spend less time reselling with hopefully making a similar payout. And it really just took me sitting down and thinking, how can I do things differently um, to save some time? And that for me right now, I'm sharing it constantly that I am time over money right now. And that's just where I personally am at. Well, I think especially when you balance full-time job or a family or kids or marriage or school or whatever, whatever it is in life, like, Saying that idea of time over money is really important. Or even putting in a bit of time and getting those higher cost items exactly. or whatever it is that makes your hourly pay higher and doesn't make you feel burnt out. Exactly. And in a specific thing, if it's helpful, is actually um, sourcing items that are, I would say, buying up a little bit instead of spending five days a week searching Goodwills. That was eating up so much so mm-hmm. much of my time that I had to say, okay, even though I love that, I need to find a new way to get items that will make the same amount of money, but have less time. And for me, that's actually paying up, which I never thought I would do when I started. Oh, that is so true. That is an avenue that I've been seeing more people take on. And I think the results are so sweet. Like you put in less time and you made mm-hmm. more money from it. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's brilliant. That's definitely a route I want to pursue or I'm thinking of pursuing or I'll get on that eventually. I've only thrifted once, like in the past even couple <laughs> months. Like, I've just been so busy with the house, which is fine. Um, we do have to remind ourselves it has been a very weird year. So can we really even look at this as data? I don't know. That's true. It always shifts and ebbs and flows. And I think that's a really valid point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you feel like this is something like at the rate at which you're doing it? Do you feel like it's sustainable for a while? Yeah. So that's something I've been thinking about is how far I can take it with feeling like it's sustainable and not constantly thinking about it. And I think I'm at a good place, probably if I'm honest, a little in over my head more than I want to be. And my personal goal, since I love traveling and picking up and moving and doing different things, is actually to be able to 
easily transport my inventory. So my goal is based off of the bins I have in my house. I'm trying to fit everything in there. Mm. So it's a weird way of having a goal, but that's what I'm currently working on is getting it down to a certain amount of bins. I think that's incredible. That mobility and that freedom. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good. And and you're going to have really higher quality items, but you don't need a massive quantity of all of them. Exactly. Pack it down. Yeah. I have moved recently and it's not fun to move with no. too much inventory. Like even a few boxes is overwhelming. It's overwhelming for sure. And I don't know if we'll always have the space. So yeah, it's a strange goal. I've recognized that I share that my goal is to get my listings down and everybody celebrates when they get their listings up. I'm like, get them out of here. <laughs> You're like, no, please flee from my life. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah. That's so true. Cause I've heard you say that before. And for a minute, I'm like, I would not ever think like that. Like, no. how? like what? Like, why would you want lower listings? And then yeah. I moved. And then I'm like, wow, please buy everything. Yeah. And I think you find people that have the opposite goal as you. And so there's people that are trying to get their listings up and I'm like, let's help each other out. I'll give you a giant box of stuff at a good cost. That's true. And so you just find a way to work with each other. People really, it's, it's such a sweet community of people that I'm like, get creative with who you talk to and what you do. Um, because people are always willing to help each other out. That is so true. It's, that is what's so fun. Like if I didn't join the Instagram community, I never would have known about any of these things, um, which I think is so good. It's such a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I was curious about, as we're just talking about time management and just really managing this part-time, I have seen you toying with, what is it called? Like multiple streams of income mm-hmm. or like you are not because I know you, you're not just selling on Poshmark specifically. I've seen you do thread up, uh, yep. cross list, just different. Like you're kind of dabbling in different places. Yeah. And then I'm curious though, like how do you battle cross listing, having those multi streams, but how do you find time for that being part time? Like I would worry about the burnout of trying to keep up with so many streams of income, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I feel like I went through a reselling crisis of just hating everything in my inventory because during <laughs> quarantine, I quick I picked up a lot of donations and then there were just stale items from before. So when I had my meltdown of I need to get rid of everything, I was just super behind on listing. And so, yeah, I decided to try out um, thread up and then also make reselling inventory boxes for just my Instagram followers, which went really well. Um, and so for me, it was, Hey, I would rather lose out on some potential money and get this out of my house and get that smaller payout right away. And so that was a way that I actually did balance it and stay sane during that time was just making that decision. It's okay to either break even or just make a little bit. Um, so that was the first thing I did for kind of balancing and then touching on thread up. It's been it's becoming really popular. So I've been watching a lot of other resellers share about it who are way more knowledgeable than me. Um, so thankfully, I could learn from them. But I'd say it's been more trial and error than anything. Hmm. Yeah, so personal experience. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to drop this bomb, but everybody loves thread up and I'm just going to say it. I'm not a big fan. (laughs) Okay. Oh, here's the might be an unpopular opinion, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I guess I should explain that. I know. I was going to say, I'm sitting here like on the edge of my seat. Like Kelsey, why? Like what? Yeah. And you have sent in a few things like, yeah, I have gigantic boxes. It's a 30 pound max. And I've sent in about six 30 pound boxes of clothes. And, um, just because I'm not a big fan doesn't mean I'll stop using it because right now, like I said, I valued time over money and mm-hmm. thread up. It does save me time. But I really, really hate not being in control of my inventory. Mm-hmm. They can mess up a listing. They get to dictate your pricing. People can use discount coupons that affect what your payout is without you knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just, I didn't personally see the sales that I thought I would yet. Um, but I do know a lot of people that source intentionally for thread up and pick out those brands are doing really well. So I think I just didn't intentionally source for thread up and that's why I'm not loving it right now. And it doesn't help when it takes them three months right now to process yes. stuff. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I sent in a box and I still have no idea. Like yeah. it hasn't even processed yet, which is fine, but it, you're right. Like it might take time to either really figure out your brands or what sells, but I I'm the type of person, like, if it's not instant, I'm, I'm really bummed because I would like things quick. And so I'm like, wow, like, this has taken literally since the start of mm-hmm. summer. I have no clue. I sent in summer items. Will they even be cool by now? Yeah. No one will even want <laughs> Like, I messed up. Should have sent in my sweaters. But Exactly. And then you lose the control of it. You can't just get yeah. them back right away. You can reclaim them, I guess, but you're paying for that. So, yeah, not my favorite, but. I do think if you are willing to put in the time to have trial and error, it can become a really good passive source of income where you don't have to do much. Mm, That's a really good point. Uh, Going off of that, are you, do you cross list as well? Yes. So cross listing. Now this, I would 150% recommend doing if you don't already. Um, I personally use a subscription called Vendu, and that helps copy the listings over for you and saves so much time. Um, that for me is a cost that has been so worth it because there's other platforms that I don't like the interface. Um, and it just took me a long time to cross list manually. So that is something I would suggest in Sometimes I've neglected, for instance, Mercari, and as Mm. soon as I post, I'll make sales and realize, oh, man, I could have been doubling my income this whole Mm -hmm. time with very little work. So um, I would recommend it. I always, as soon as I give it attention, I always see sales come through. And so, yeah, I think the last thing um, going back to finding time is just adjusting how I do things. And so one of those has been a painful adjustment, which is needing natural light for pictures. (laughs) Um, This has probably been one of my most heartbreaking things I've had to do for myself, but I would have to wake up really, really early before my full-time job or spend my nights and weekends um, just working, I mean, weekends with the daylight. And so I'd be spending my entire Saturday and Sunday 
doing it. And I have had to come to terms with wanting to only work during the week yeah. um, for the most part. And with that, it means not having perfect pictures and lighting and just being okay trying to do some additional editing. So hmm. I always say it is better to have it listed imperfectly than wait and not have it listed at all. So I've been trying to take my own advice and my pictures aren't matching lately, but it's okay. It's okay. They're up and they're listed. And I think it's, I mean, that's important to remember. It's better to do something than nothing at all. Like you can't wait for it to be perfect because you won't move. You won't make a move. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I value my weekend time so much right now with my family that I've just, that's a sacrifice that I'm like, this is such a small thing in the scheme of things. And honestly, I haven't seen a dip in sales because of it. So if that's any encouragement, I think it's important to have pictures, but if you have clean pictures, you're already putting yourself at the top 5% Mm. of people on there. So I think if it's somewhat good and you can brighten up the picture a little bit, it's better to do that than just have stuff waiting around for months. That is, no, that's so good. And it's true. And people, you you just never know who's shopping that type mm-hmm. of item. Like it, you could do a decent job or you could do an incredible job. And it just depends on the shopper. Like it depends yep. on who's coming in to buy that item from you online. Yeah. And you've scrolled back and looked at old pictures that you used to post and people bought it. It didn't matter that it was bad. People still purchased it. That's a really good point. Like it's so easy to look back, be like, wow, the lighting sucked, but it's still sold. Like people are still shopping. People love to shop. That is not going away anytime soon. Yeah. I'm guessing I'm saying the direct opposite of what Issa just said on your podcast. (laughs) She's all about value in the picture. So no, her picture is phenomenal. And you know what? Like the items, when you sell such like incredible items that are way over my head for now, like I can't even imagine yeah. selling items like that yet. You want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But yeah. for me, when I'm trying to sell like a cardigan from like loft or something very simple, it's like, well, it's fine. You'll still buy it if it looks like super lit or super unlit. You'll exactly. Exactly. And I am totally proponent of as good of pictures as you can get. But I found myself waiting for the perfect lighting and things would be sitting for months. And that is a complete waste. At the very least, I always tell people post it and you can go back now with especially Poshmark's copy feature. You mm. can copy the listing and update the cover photo and repost it. Worst case scenario. And then if you do see results where you're selling items that you're like, oh, like I was going to relist that, but it's, um, has my like bad picture or whatever. Yeah. If you made a sale, you made a sale and it saved you a bit of time too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, that's so good. I am curious. There might be tea on this. There might not be, but having been a reseller for four years, You've probably been witness just to a lot of different changes in reselling because it's constantly morphing and it has an ebb and flow and whatever. Um, What things have you noticed that have changed since being a reseller? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I Okay, I'll start with something that's not so great and be a little discouraging. But I think that the value has decreased in items. I felt like four years ago I could post 
a terrible old item and people would buy it right away. Um, Mm. I feel like I made a lot more cheaper sales quicker. And now um, I think as people are realizing secondhand items aren't actually a gross thing, it's becoming more normal that you can thrift and it's acceptable um, Mm. that everyone thinks they should get a major deal and people just don't want to pay as much. So I actually have found that as secondhand fashion is increasing, which is awesome, people aren't seeing the value in items as much. So I've struggled to get some sales that I think four years ago would have been really easy. Um, But I do think that sales will increase in terms of um, certain brands hold their value. And so people Mm. will pay retail value. If you do your research, people will pay retail value for specific brands. So I would say that's one thing to watch out for. And then um, I think that secondhand fashion is only increasing and it's not going away. So I think there will be more sales. It just might not be for the value used to get. Right. That's a really good point. That's a, that'd be so intriguing because I've only been doing this for a year. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard. It's too early to tell, especially when halfway through the year, a global pandemic happens. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what is my data? Like, you're right. Like, it's too hard to tell. Yeah. Like, hmm. This is an interesting year to start out. That's for sure. Yeah. Props to everyone that like, even this spring, like really was like, I'm going to try this Poshmark thing. And then it's like, oh, yeah. are you? The data um, is saying that uh, secondhand buying is going up. So at least everything I've researched is saying that it's going to increase. And I think that's kind of the key. And you're right. It does take time to even research within brands. Like that is valuable. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. That's good to know how to look up. Um, Is there anything else that you've noticed or that kind of been it just like sales have changed a bit or I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to speak on. Not really. I think my world changed when I realized there was an Instagram community. Um, (laughs) I was in my own little bubble, which in some ways I kind of miss. In other ways, I have learned so much from joining Instagram and just meeting these people. So I feel like it hasn't necessarily been trends that have changed on through reselling, but more my experience of getting more involved with the reseller community is just a game changer. Wow. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a big part of why I, I will always vouch for the Instagram community. It's just really pleasant. It's just really nice. Yeah. People are really willing to share their knowledge. And I feel like I've learned more about brands in the last two years than I have in my entire life. That is so true. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. I'm sure if anyone's listened by now and is not on Instagram, maybe they'll be like, oh, I should go check out yeah. the reseller Instagram community. Like, it's definitely worth it. I don't know. It it's is. worth looking into. It you is. don't even have to start your own account if you really don't want to. You can just look at others and learn from them. Yeah. Like, I think that's what's so sweet. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. What advice would you give to a reseller that is either – So this is like a few categories that's either new or wants to do this part-time because you are part-time and I think it's so valuable or is feeling burnt out. Mm -hmm. Well, good question. Um, I think like I just said, 
getting online, there's just a wealth of information and tips and tricks. I would just suggest diving into that, whether it's one or two people you follow or a YouTube account or a podcast, Um, just picking something to learn from. Like I did a highlight on my page for new resellers with you participated in Um, a variety of people just giving tips and tricks that I honestly wish I knew when I first started. Um, And I feel like people, if you do join Instagram or you're on it, don't be afraid to hop on camera and talk. I actually suggest doing it right away because I think the people that are more involved in showing themselves actually have better sales. And that is a assumption. (laughs) Mm. Um, But I've just personally seen such a difference in sales since I've been showcasing my full personality, even like my garden or I do cheap wine reviews. I just feel like people respect knowing somebody. And that's probably my top advice I would give is really put yourselves out there. I know so many people are afraid to start and are like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm like, show your dog. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's so good. Like being who you are. Yeah. Just fully transparent. Like this is who I am. Like, hi, I'm new or whatever. It's so true because if you want to be someone else or you compare yourself or you want to just put out content that looks like other people's, Mm -hmm. you'll get burnt out really quick because that isn't authentic to who you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree with something. Something I (laughs) – this is so silly, but, like, for the longest time, it felt like resellers always posted, like, really cute photos with really cute coffees. Okay. (laughs) Right? Like super foo-foo, whipped cream on top of the caramel, on top of the vanilla. And I like personally love black coffee. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like are people going to think I'm so lame? Because I'm like, hi, here's my mug I thrifted with black coffee in it. Sorry, I am really boring. Oh my god! But like this is what it is. And like, and just those little things because I was like, oh, do I have to be like everyone else? Like will people, right? Like those questions, if you see that, like, oh, like. Because then no one comments back like, wow, I love black coffee too. <laughs> yeah. Usually you post the caramel vanilla and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like I love that. Oh, I love that. Well, I actually started out with my iced coffee community. That was one of my first things that I, some of my best friends on here, it started from talking about iced coffee. So Hey, it can be anything, but that goes to show you how much people compare. If you are feeling insecure about having a cup of black coffee, that goes to show how much more people are feeling out there. I know. And it, and it's like, then you check yourself and you're like, okay, that's dumb. Like I was like, I, I still post it because I don't really care what others think. I'm like, I am who I am. And if, I am for you. Follow along. And if not, like there's many other people you can follow. Mm -hmm. And, but those little things, especially when you're just brand new, like when you're like, how do I do this? Or how do like, what should I be posting? Yeah. What should I talk about? And you're right. It's like literally whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find your people. You'll find people that have things in common with you. And that's what does make it fun when someone responds to something personal. They're like, I like this thing too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's so important to know why are you on there. If you don't know what you're doing on there or what your goals are, um, I think that's where you can miss out on actually learning or making friendships and different things. So I would just suggest checking yourself of why am I here? What am I trying to get out of it? Hmm. 
That's so good. Um, I love it. Yeah. And then I don't want to ignore the new resellers and burnt out, but um, the one thing I would say is starting the habit right away of keeping track of your inventory and pricing. Hmm. I have had to undo some damage over the past few years of not keeping track and it's awful. So I would say even if you have 10 items up for sale, keep track of those in a spreadsheet and people are giving out free spreadsheets. You can find them online. Um, You can buy different courses, but that is probably my top tip that my biggest mistake I made was I didn't keep track of anything and I didn't really know what I was making. Mm, so then you felt even more lost because you're like, whoa, like, well, how did I do this week? Yeah. Where's my item? Or, oh, yeah. yeah. I had no data and I it was all off of feeling. I'm like, well, I made a couple sales. I must be doing well. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I have been in that. I totally get it. I've been there so many times. Oh, yeah. It's such a real feeling. Yeah. Um, and then... If you're feeling burnt out, I already kind of touched on it, but I would just say don't be afraid to try a new way of doing things. Um, mm-hmm. I say I am the queen of launching a new idea that I thought of five seconds ago. I don't put any strategy in it. I just think, hey, if it fails, it fails. Um, <laughs> it's not great. So I would say come up with different ways of doing things and see what works for you. And for me personally, if it gives anyone some ideas that I've been doing is I set up my house as a store for my friends and family to actually come shop. Um, That was something when I needed to clear out inventory, I thought, hey, this would be fun if everybody can actually come in person and try on things or see what they like and I can give them a good discount. Um, So that was one thing I did. And then creating boxes for honestly next to nothing just felt so good to clear out. Mm. So be okay with that. Be okay with what what do you value more feeling sane or making more money? (laughs) I was wanting to feel sane. And then, um, random Instagram sales. Honestly, I have had so many that fail, uh, when I post a sale and then nobody buys, you kind of feel really bad and don't want to try again, but just know that so many people are failing at those behind the scenes and every once in a while, one will land and you'll just sell a lot. So It's so true. I think, again, it's so easy to see like what works for people or if they have a sale, you think like they're making buku bucks. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think I had my name, my price sale, like, what was it a week or two ago? And I maybe made like one sale from it. Yeah. Like that was maybe like $10. Yep. And that's okay. I didn't like crawl in a hole and cry myself to sleep because like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I tried an idea. It didn't work. Try it again later. Try something new. Yeah. No, I agree. And honestly, it might work later. It might work as people start trusting you more or different things. Because a year ago, I could not sell a mystery or inventory box to save my life. I would always be like, I'm putting together the cutest box and not anybody. (laughs) Nobody would come buy it. And now, for some reason, I just I think it's as people have gotten to know me and believe that I'm going to give them good items. My boxes will sell out within minutes, but I literally failed so many times. I would launch my boxes and not a soul would <laughs> come buy them. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Like, I, you always have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that's such gold. That's such a gold tip. Like, you have to just start somewhere and be okay with failing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think, what's your Enneagram number as you were talking about that? So I'm actually a six wing seven. So sixes are very based on worst case scenario and fears. <laughs> um, and then my seven wing is very adventurous. So I feel like I always plan for what's the worst that can happen. And then my adventure seven wing comes in and I'm like, who cares? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm an interesting, you're a seven, right? I'm 100% a seven. So I related to you on wanting to try something new every week. Yes. Like just constantly trying things new. And I was like, wait, like she might be a six. Like when you're so afraid, because that's more of the fear based one Mm -hmm. at times. I'm like, how are you trying all these new things all the time? Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, I mean, this is getting into Enneagram, but sixes have two parts and there's phobic and counterphobic. And so I'm the counterphobic one that I love to face my fears. So even Mm -hmm. though I'm feeling the stress of it, And I might feel rejected or like, oh, man, I just don't have a great business. I will always put myself out there. That's so beautiful. I think that is a really great mindset to have in business. Yeah. Like, what a gift. You know that you're like, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And then you don't get super discouraged if it doesn't work. Yeah. You can can just get up and try something else again. I think that's so good. Yeah, I would say just know everybody failed at some point. People who are doing really well have gone through a lot to get there. And they might still be failing. Yeah. It's just not everyone, you know, we don't always have a moment to document mm-hmm. all the negatives, but you will fail and you might fail again, but it's okay. Yeah. Mm. So good. Oh, I'm good. This is so fun. I know. I That's why I just love following you again. Like I haven't already mentioned that, but I feel like you're just very, you ground me as a reseller. Like I feel very grounded when I talk with you or follow your content because it just lets me know, like, this is another real person just doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, they made a hundred sales and I made zero. Yeah. It's just, it's so grounding to be like, whoa, like what's your cheap wine review about this week or whatever. Like just connecting and being okay with being average. Like I love that so much. I know. I, I feel like I should just trademark that right now. I'm the average reseller. <laughs> Honestly, you should. That is Kelsey at Not A Capsule who has created that. We can make t-shirts out of it. I love it. (laughs) Anyone Mm. is welcome to join me on that train. I will teach you how to be average. So inclusive. (laughs) So good. Then my very last question. It's funny because we definitely touched on this just in my brief story about coffee. But what is your go-to Starbucks drink? Okay, so I had a really bougie order at one point um, (laughs) because I substitute a lot. I usually don't do dairy, and I don't like their regular espresso. I like the blonde. So I used to drink the honey oat milk latte with blonde espresso. Hmm. But lately, I think I'm coming more to your side of black coffee because I discovered that their cold brew is actually decent. So I've been getting the vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Ooh, I feel like that would be a really good flavorful cup that's not overly sweet. No, I don't like sweet drinks. And so that was something my old drink was a little too sweet for me that I, oh, yeah, that was part of the order. I would cut the sweetness in half. (laughs) 
But now I think I'm coming to the cold brew side and pretty soon I might be drinking black coffee with you. But will you have it iced or hot? I have never ordered a hot coffee in my entire life. Like, that is what needs to be shown on this record. You even live in a colder place oh, and you're still like... Negative, no. negative 50, I will be ordering an ice drink. <laughs> I love it. I mean, they do taste different. I totally get it. I just love them both. Love them both so dearly. You, mm. Yeah. I wish that I liked a hot drink in the winter, but I just don't. So, hey, to each their own. It's so true. Uh, Kelsey... Thank you so much for doing this. It has been such a blast. Like, I just love this. Can't wait till we can hang out in real life one day. Oh, it's going to be so fun. And yeah, I love coming on here. It was basically just like drinking wine with my friends. So I would love to record 100 of these with you. (laughs) (laughs) New podcast series, Chats with Kelsey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Christina. This has been awesome. And I love everything you're doing with this. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast Poshing Together here today. If this was insightful and inspiring to your small business in any way, be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop every other week and you'll be the first to know about all the ins and outs of reselling, how to level up, make sales, and continue to grow your business love a specific part? Screenshot the episode and tag me using hashtag poshing together in your stories so I can see. Thanks!